George gave the go-ahead, he would call Dan and Brian on their cells with the go signal. Dan would call Bob, Brian would call Steve in the paddy wagon. In about 15 minutes, George called again. Change of plans, George said. The van came back out of the farm and went into Juan's drive. We're going to wait a bit longer and take both locations. I had the search warrant drawn up to cover both the farm and the house, so we're good to go with both. Instead of the farm, I want you and your guys to hit the house. I'll be going in with you and have reassigned two of the state boys with us. Josh Trebaldi is taking charge at the farm with Sheriff Alexander and his team. Got it. I'll alert my team. Dave called each of the guys and filled them in on the change of plans. Five minutes later, the call came in and they moved in. No lights or sirens, but very fast. When Dave got to the driveway to Juan's house, the gate was laying on the ground. It was bent in a couple of places as if some vehicle had pushed it in. Dave drove up the drive with Brian close behind him. As they approached the house, there was a van in the circle drive by the front door. Two state police cars and a dark-colored SUV surrounding the van. George was by the front door. He waved Dave and Brian around to the rear of the house as Bob, Dan, and Steve came up the drive one after the other. Dave popped his trunk and grabbed the shotgun. Brian pulled the shotgun from the holder in his squad. They both chambered around. Dave flipped the safety off. The house was large. Dave ran the length to the rear quickly and quietly. Brian had gone around the other side, and as Dave came around the back, Brian was coming around the other corner. There were no side doors, but the rear of the house was one large mass of windows and sliding glass doors. The house had a walkout basement with a large concrete patio area and a deck above that. There were two glass doors spaced across the back at ground level. Access to the deck was by way of an elaborate split staircase. Dave motioned for Brian to stay on the lower level as he slipped up the steps. He stopped when he could just see over the deck and waited. He could see Brian down below watching the lower level doors. They had their shotguns at the ready. There were no lights on in the lower level, but the main floor was brightly lit. After a few seconds, he heard the commotion in the house as George and the others exercised the search warrant. To his relief, there were no gunshots. Suddenly, the door directly in front of him opened and a dark-skinned man stepped out onto the deck. He had an automatic handgun in his right hand. Freeze! Dave shouted as he pointed the barrel of the shotgun at the guy's chest. Police! Drop the weapon! The man turned toward Dave's voice, raising the gun. Dave fired. The man did just as Dave had commanded. He dropped the weapon as he fell to the deck. Brian had started toward Dave, but Dave waved him back down. The situation was not yet secure. Brian returned to his post, watching the lower doors. 
Dave kept his eyes trained on the man now lying on the deck. He wasn't moving. The gun was out of his hand. Dave waited. After what was probably only a couple of minutes that felt like an hour, he heard a voice inside the house yell, Clear! It was followed by several similar responses. Dave, are you clear? He heard George call from inside the house. Clear, Dave shouted. Dan appeared in the doorway the man had come from. Dave relaxed. They both approached the man on the deck. Dan kicked the gun away. The man was dead. Dave handed his shotgun to Brian, who came up the stairs behind him. He inhaled and wondered if he had been holding his breath the entire time since the man came out the door.